Blog Talk Radio. What's up, y'all? I'm Beyonce, and you're listening to the world famous Hollywood and Friends on Hampton Blue Radio. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Vanilla, aka Mr. R&B. Hey yo, hey yo. What up? It's your boy Hollywood. And I don't think we have the studio today. Um, but maybe she'll come on a little bit. Uh. Later and join us. What up, though? Hollywood and Friends. It's Sunday, and we are back every Sunday at 12 noon at I Am Hollywood, at Vanor Music, at Miss Judy, and at Hampton Blue. Um, oh, I think Miss Judy is here. Is she? Is she? Is she? But, um, while we wait for her to get situated, I'm going to tell y'all what we're going to be talking yeah, about I'm today. Yeah, I'm here, bitches. <laughs> welcome, welcome. I just had to get some painkillers. The inside of my body hurts. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to find out what went down for y'all this weekend, but I'm going to tell the people what we're going to be chopping it up today about um, all the craziness that's been happening this past week. It seemed like the world is on fire some shit um we're gonna talk about why black lives still seem to not matter i'm sure all of you have already heard about alton sterling philando castillo delron small um and all of the craziness involving police uh shootings and even the the sniper situation in dallas where five officers uh, were killed we're going to talk about that um we're going to be talking about this guy that was found hanging in um, Atlanta as well. What? And the stories behind that. Yeah. Um, and then on the, on, the, on the flip side, on the not so heavy side, we're going to be talking about why it's a crime or soon, will soon be a crime to share your Netflix um, password, a bunch of other stuff. And what blows mine is a little later. That's the part of the show where you basically say, what gets under your skin, what hurts your nerves. First things first with y'all, what up? That's crazy because I was going to ask you for your password the other day. (laughs) When I I was at work. But I keep forgetting. Better get it before they change the laws. Right, right. Get it. Well, how was that weekend, though? Vanilla, Vanilla, we haven't you haven't been here in a while. You've been kind yes, of busy. Yes, um, Welcome back, baby. Welcome back. I'm better. I'm better. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I sort of kind of feel a certain type of way, though. You said what? I sort of kind of feel a certain type of way, though. <laughs> I already you know what you're going to say. Time, yeah, I already know. No, tell us you was having this, baby. No, everybody that I spoke to about it, it was more of a, you know, face-to-face type thing. So Stacey could tell you, too, like, you know, when she came through and we were working, that was kind of like it hurt me telling her and that was a time for me to tell her. I don't, I don't really want to do the whole social media over-the-phone thing because I feel right, like it's right, right. too personal. So, like, everybody that knows me and when I seen them face-to-face, they knew what it was. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but you ain't see me face to face on Sunday at 12 p.m. <laughs> I'm just saying it wasn't like that wasn't the that wasn't the type of conversation. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. You know that's that's work time. 
No, but I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm better though. That's a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of inspiration came from that time. Um, I'm, I'm dropping the song, the, the song "You Are" on the 22nd. It's coming out on iTunes and okay. um, every other, every other site that you can get music on. So that's, that's a song, and the video is kind of going to sum up everything that, that's been going on. So, yeah. Okay. Nice. nice. Definitely look forward to it. How you been, um, Judy? Yeah, Miss Judy. I'm good. How was your weekend? My weekend was. It's still going. <laughs> it never ends. It's still, because you know my weekend starts on uh, Saturday, so yeah. this is like a Saturday for me right yeah. now. So yeah, while y'all getting ready to go back to work tomorrow, I'm gonna be chilling, <laughs> doing something else. Now, but my insides hurt. I don't even know why. I too much liquor. <laughs> I got a nice what blows minds today. Word, I got, I got some, I definitely got some stuff that will blows minds that kind of coincides with my weekend. What happened? Um, first of all, yes. happy birthday to my cousin BK Nate. Uh, we went out last night to celebrate his birthday. Um, I know that was your cousin. A few other people. We all went out um, to party. The, the night was kind of. I really felt like I was being punked for like the first. Four hours since the since I left the crib to get into the place, but I'm gonna talk about that during what blows my a little bit later. But let's get this show going. Let's <laughs> kick it off with the question of the day, uh, which is: Have you ever been profiled by the police? You guys can call us up six four six seven one six eight five four four. If you happen to be on the line already, for press one. And that's at any time during the show. You want to chime in on what we're talking about? Just press one, and we'll bring you on. Or hit us up on um, Facebook.com slash Hollywood and Friends. Lenore, let's get your response first. Have you ever been profiled by the police? Um, I think when I had a situation with the police, mm-hmm. it wasn't, I don't know if it was profiling. I wouldn't know per se, but I felt like if I was white, it probably wouldn't happen the same way. Um, it was a time where that I had a... Uh, in that category. No, no, no. What I mean is like, okay, so I had a I had a piece of tissue on the um I was eating this a breakfast sandwich on the train one day. I was in like high school, right. and I'm eating a, a breakfast sandwich or whatever. The paper, I guess, the tissue from the sandwich fell, right? So I'm standing right. across I'm standing across the train from a cop. So he's looking at me like, I mean, he's like staring into my face, right? So I'm like, yo, why is this guy looking at me like this? So I look. He looked, he goes, you going to pick that up? So I looked down and I see the tissue there, right? Oh, wow. You so didn't I'm, even notice it fell. I didn't That's even crazy. know it fell. Wow. So he goes, you going to pick that up? I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't see it. So I pick, I scoop it with my foot, right? Uh-huh. He goes, no, now. Whoa. So I'm like, so I'm like. I'm, I, I get it. I get it after I'm done. I don't want to eat the food and then go back to, you know what I'm saying? I don't want right. to pick up the tissue and then go back to eating my food. He goes, he stops the train. I guess that's when the, uh, the door opened. He stopped the train. He goes, can you stand, uh, please get off the train, sir? What? I'm like, yeah. damn, like that? I was like, okay, well, whatever. I'll pick it up. No, no, no. Get off the train. He stops the, door. He stops the train, has his partner come over. 
gets me off the train. Now he's giving me a ticket for littering. For that? For wow. That. That's crazy. That's definitely wild. Because it's not an issue you ain't know. The, the like type I, that like they, they, they want for one abuse the authority. Yeah, like it, it, you just it, it's just a thing where you feel like you just want to tell somebody what to do, even if it's embarrassing. Uh-huh. Not even embarrassing, but not even sanitary. Like I, I can't even do that. Right. Uh uh uh. And it probably was was it a, a lot of people on the train or? I mean, it was a good amount of people. It was, you know, I was standing up, so it wasn't really seats like that. Yeah. So that's another. That's, that's another thing too. Um, the worst kinds are the, the like once they feel like you kind of embarrass them in a sense. Mm-hmm. They want to really like prove a Do point extra. or something. Go extra. Do extra, and especially if they got like quarter to meet. Uh-uh. Crazy, um, Miss Judy. Have you ever been profiled by the police? Um, yeah. When I had first got my BMW or whatever, I was driving through Brownsville, and I stopped at the red light. And then after I stopped, you know, did whatever I was doing, I kept going. So now all of a sudden, the cops pulling me over. So I'm like, what I do? I know, I know I stopped at the red light, like, you know? So my, um, my, what you call it was open. What you call that? The sunroof was open. Right. And it was, and the cops had came out the car. They was, you know, coming up to my car. It was one black one and one white one. The white one was coming to the driver's side and the black one was over me in the sunroof. And he looked down through the sunroof and he was like, oh, you ain't smiling now. So I'm like, what, what? the fuck this nigga talking about? He like, you ain't smiling now. No. So I'm like, the fuck he talking about, right? So right. I was like, um, officer, can you tell me what you stopped me for? And he was like, I'll let you know in a minute. So I'm like, the fuck? He was like, let me get your paperwork. So I was like, all right. So I was like, it's in the drop, it's in the um, it's in the glove compartment. Can I get it? So he was like, go ahead. So then he was getting it. And meanwhile, the black one was just looking like dead down into the sunroof. Like, that shit was mad intimidating, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it felt like kind of scary. Like, he thought I was going to do something. So, I gave him my paperwork. They left. They came back. They saw everything was spick and spin. So, you know what this motherfucker had? The nurse said when he came back, oh, we stopped you because you got a teddy bear. In your in your rearview mirror, on hanging from your rearview mirror. I was like, officer, I had this teddy bear, teddy bears hanging here for like two, three years in my last car. And nobody said nothing to me. He was like, well, you ain't supposed to have nothing there. Take it down and take the teddy bears from the back of your um from the from the back of your window too. Like he thought he had a hot one. He thought uh-huh. I was driving somebody else's shit. Probably uh-huh. thought my paperwork was messed up. He thought he was going to take me in and take my car, but it didn't happen like that. I was like, that shit is so crazy. crazy. I was like, that's sad. Abuse of power. That was embarrassing, too. You stopped me for what? For what? Right. You had to see, the size of the teddy bears was like the side of my index finger. Two little pot of teddy bears. You stopped me for that? The I worst. I was like, Wow. So I just was like, I just, 
I never I never put them I took them off, I never put them back up and I just took my teddy bears from the back and just was like fuck them. It, um I've I've definitely been profiled a few times I can say um twice on the the train where um and the reason why I say profile because I see numerous times where people who don't look like me do it and the cops don't say anything and that's walking through the um the the, the train cars um I got tickets twice for it um also another time involving a car when me and one of my boys we was coming back from I want to say it was right after I shot the music video uh my music video for the real OG it's coming out soon by the way now but when we we left the the shoot and we was driving to drop off the um clothes back to uh one of my designer friends the cops dead stopped us and we was at um we was at a light like we wasn't even like doing nothing and all that so they pull up behind us and they dead pulled us out the car and all of this and the reason he was saying something about because um my boy drives uh cabs for a living so his license plate you know how the cab license plate got the T C I think mm-hmm. it is. T, yeah, so no, he, T. he he says that we um no one's supposed to be in the front seat or whatever. Like I don't know if that's true or not, even if it is. It's like all right, that's that's fine. Um I'm almost certain the extent of what they did is not the procedure if that's the case like the, I guess the driver would just get a ticket because if he really is thinking this is a cab we are the passengers so you, you're pulling all of us out the car right now because it's a car full of black dudes oh, and right. uh, searched us and all of that and when they seen that everything was legit then trying to be like um, trying to make small talk to try to not make it seem like they was doing anything out of the norm. They asking me um, when my because they asked me where I was coming from and all that. So of course I'm saying like oh I'm like I was coming from like shooting a video or, or, like all that type of stuff. So they want to make small talk about what I'm doing with my music and like all this wild shit. But really it was super awkward. We standing there on the corner, all of us out the car. And they got to stand in the back of the car while they, like, run my boy um, plates and all that. Mm-mm. That's crazy. So this is the question of the day. Have you ever been profiled by the police? Like I said, hit us up. Let us know if this has happened to you. But we're about to get into... Um, so this shooting happened where... Uh, the first thing happened last week was Delron Small. He was the guy who was killed by the off-duty cop in Brooklyn because he, um, it was like a road rage incident where they say, like, I think he cut him off or something. And the cop was saying that Delron got out of his car, went up to his car and started, like, punching him in the face. What? So he, he had to pull out his gun and shoot him, pretty much. That's what he Wait. was saying. That's crazy. So there's some footage that just came out from I think it was a a store that was nearby and it doesn't show 
what the cop was saying happened. Um, did, I believe the dude did go up to the window, but it doesn't show, you know, like the attack that led to the cop saying he needed to like pull out his gun and shoot him. So that's right. the first thing. The second thing uh, is in Sterling. Uh, he's a guy and he was selling um, CDs outside of a convenience store. And he he has permission by the store, obviously, to be there to um, to sell his CDs. And it's mixed stories on why the cops got there in the first place, but Nonetheless, the cops are there now. The video came out where we see it from the part where they are basically trying to tell him to, like, um, get on the ground or come here. Like, I don't know what they was doing, but you see that you just hear the taser go off twice. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, you see the other cop run and, like, try to tackle him and throw him down on the ground. Now he's on his back. And one cop got his, like, knee on his arm, and they got their knee on everywhere. The other cop got his other arm and all this. Next thing you know, you hear the cops say, gun, gun. And then mm-hmm. you just hear shots. Now, they're saying that uh, Alton did have a gun on him, but where he was, Baton Rouge, is a, it's um, open carry state, I believe. And, you, and he had um, his uh, papers in order to have the gun. Or whatever, but that's not even the issue. The more issue is um, the way they handled the situation to begin with first, and also did he really reach for his gun? Because in the footage, I can't tell that that was the case. Did you mm. guys see it? The footage? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I can't tell. Oh, you can't. Right. You can't see that. And there, there was two angles. I don't know if you guys seen both angles. Yeah, I saw both angles. Yeah, so the one angle is like clear as day. They, it's like from a, a hover uh, standpoint. And I don't see no arms moving towards a gun. They was all. They was practically. Well, they wasn't practically. They were on top of this man. Like I don't get it. Yeah. Definitely. And then if this and, is the same, if this was the same gun that they they pulled out of his pocket, or what it appeared that he pulled out of his pocket, then how was he? Um, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, because and also in that video they showed the cop digging his pocket after they shot him and he's laying there dying. The cop, you see him reaching his pocket and pull something out, and I was trying to want it like five times trying to. Make out like what is that? Because it seems too small to be a gun. Right, it's a small gun. Yeah. I'm like, what kind of gun is this? If is that if that was a gun, so I'm not even so sure that was a gun. I don't know what he pulled out of that man's pocket. Wow. Really. So that's two. Third thing, Philando Castile. He got pulled over for having a broken tail light. They say. Right. And. He's also in a state where you're allowed um, to carry a firearm. And the cop comes up to the window, gun drawn, points it, and tell the guy, like, um, I don't know, like, 
let me see your license and registration, registration. whatever. Yeah. So, Philando, um, before re- before going to get the license, he tells the cop, um, I have a, um, I just want to let you know, I have a, um, I forget the, the, the terminology used, but basically telling him, like, I have a, um, a firearm, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm licensed to carry the firearm or whatever. Um, and I don't know, between him telling him that and five seconds, it seemed, at least according to what his girlfriend was saying, the cop opened fire and shot him in the arm like five times. And I guess the bullet went, bullets went through the arm or either that or it just hit like a major artery or something, but he died. Crazy. With, and they had a baby in the backseat. In the back. That's crazy. With, with, with the baby in the backseat. You don't even care enough to, to not shoot that reckless with a kid in the back. Right. So, That's crazy. And now the, the, the girlfriend, she's on Facebook Live immediately after her boyfriend was shot. She opened her phone and was recording, and she's telling everybody watching what, what exact what just happened. And then you fast forward a few minutes later, and then the cops come, and it was almost as if she and he were criminals. Right. Because how they basically made her get out the car. And then handcuffed and her. And handcuffed her. Like, he told her, he, the procedure was as if they were, like, you know, like, hardened, hardened criminals. Yeah, no, like, no, no. They right. were, that's how they, they treated them, yeah. Turn around, take, step backwards, put your hands behind your head. All right, now get down and then throw her down. And she's like, my daughter's in the um, in the car, yada yada, and they're just handcuffing her. Puts her no in the grief back of the counseling. Uh, no, no, right. no comfort. Nothing. Nothing. And she had the baby. Right. Put the baby had to witness all of this. Of the car with the baby. She's still on live all this time, by the way. So she she is basically telling people like what happened and yada yada. Yeah, I feel and like now. This... Wait, yeah, who was driving? He was driving. He was driving. Yeah. Okay. I was I gonna say tell, I feel cause... like yeah, the steering wheel was in front of him. Okay. But it's crazy that I feel like it seems as though like it used to be a thing where if a police officer shoots a person, they go and like you know take the gun away. They, you know, make sure that the, I guess, the ambulance comes and all that shit. Now it's just like they're killing people and keeping the gun on them until the other, other police officers come. Like they'll shoot somebody, Stacey have them laid out the street, yet. and just hold the gun on them or handcuff them after. That's crazy. You shoot somebody and then handcuff them. That's crazy. Right. Right. Mm-mm-mm. Um. So I'm hearing from our producer that he was actually the passenger. That's what that's the. I'm like, can't even talk right now. That's what they were saying on um, 
on BT that he was a passenger. Well, you know, because the video, I think because the video is flipped a certain way, it looks like Yeah, that, that's why I couldn't tell. The I wasn't really looking for it was in front of him. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Because I so was saying, why is the steering wheel on that side? <laughs> yeah, because well, yeah, there's no self camera, so everything's a And um, that was in Minnesota, and the governor from Minnesota said at the press conference that he don't believe that would have happened if Philando was white. That's right. what he better have said that. Which is what we all know and the reason why the hashtag Black Lives Matter is even a, a thing, really, because of all of the injustices that happen to people of color that don't happen right. to white people. It's almost as if our lives don't matter. Right. There's so many instances, and just to quote Jesse Williams, what he said at the BT Awards, how police managed to disarm and disengage white people and not kill white people every day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost as if it's in the, the handbook or I don't know what they teach them in police academy or what their chiefs or sergeants or whoever they report to, do they tell them to do this? Like Crazy. I don't know. So there was this cop. Um, I'm going to find her name. But she went on social media on her Facebook. She's a cop herself. She's black. And she's, I believe, in Chicago. And she basically, I don't know if you guys seen the video, but she was ranting and um, like going in about how mad she was about the... Um, I believe it was the Alton shooting. Mm-hmm. And she was basically saying, like, if you if you guys are, um, she felt disgusted that these guys are wearing this uniform and then going out and, and doing these things. She's like, if you guys are racist or you guys are, um, yeah, if you guys are racist, take the uniform off. Like, she was really going hard. And she was suspended behind behind that. Wow. I heard that that was a fake report. That she was suspended? Yeah. Actually, and what's crazier than that is I heard that it was a fake report and there was a GoFundMe page uh, made to kind of get her uh, finances, but it was fake. So I guess whoever faked it made a GoFundMe page so they could get money. Wow, that's crazy. You know what? People got too much time on their hands, for real. The only thing I read about it was that she was at a a press conference or they was like interviewing her outside of somewhere and the reporter asked her at the end of the interview um, when are you going to be back on the street and she said I, um, she said something like I can't and then broke down crying so I think people may have taken that if she didn't get suspended maybe they took, took that out of context yeah, I think mm-hmm. she said she made a report about it. Like she didn't get any okay. type of, you know, any type of action taken against her, and she told okay. him she said that it was fake. If that was even the real thing. Okay, so they probably took that that and just ran with it, like as a that's what she was saying. But really, she probably just meant like I'm, like I'm done with like I can't do this right now or something, or I can't talk to you guys anymore right now because I'm I'm breaking down. Something. So another thing, craziness happened this week in the midst of the 
Alton Sterling, Philando Castillo, and Daryl Small is a guy was found hanging in um, Piedmont Park in uh, in Atlanta. Crazy. So that's crazy. They officials are saying that it seemed it, it had like all the signs of a suicide or whatever. But oh, a lot Lord. of people, right? A lot of people are um, claiming foul, um, and they also are going as far as saying the night before that the KKK was out there handing out flyers. Like, I don't know if these are, like, recruitment flyers or... um, I'm not sure. I feel like they always do. They've been doing that for, like, a while. Yeah. So that night before, they was out there handing out flyers or whatever, and then this guy comes in, comes up, hanging Hanging. in the same park that they were just handing out flyers. And so this is why a lot of people are feeling like... Who's the guy? Do you know? Um... I never got his name, but I'm going to find it right now. Because they never actually said the name, like, you know, like, in the reports. Right. Um, they was just saying, like, a guy found, man found. But I'm going to find out if I can figure out his name. <clears throat> but um, one person on Twitter said, this was not a suicide. This was a public lynching. Another one said, just read that a black man was hung in Atlanta by KKK, and they're saying it's a suicide. There's a hashtag that started floating on Piedmont Park hanging, and I was trending on Twitter. Um, What do you guys think? I think that this shit is getting way too out of control. Now, now, this is what I think. I'm going to blame it on Trump. Let me tell you what I think, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sound crazy for saying this. But yeah. I feel like it's almost um, it's almost crazy how unresponsible or irresponsible, excuse me, the media is with, like, a lot of the stuff that they put out. And I feel like it's dangerous how everybody is linking events, like, as in... Uh, the Philando Castile and Alton Sterling murders mm-hmm. and the Dallas shooting, right? Right. I feel like people are linking the two and that's making people feel like, okay, well, this is something that, you know, this is our retribution for this event that happened. Right. And not only that, but it makes people outside of, you know, this situation look at it like, well, damn, now black people going and killing police. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like it's irresponsible mm-hmm. of the media to like link the two. But also I feel like it's crazy that you have some black people out here that don't really get how whoever did kill the police didn't do us a favor and they're probably jumping on the bandwagon on some yeah, so let you know, it's good for them. Good they got what they deserved and whether you feel like that or not you can't necessarily just go on social media and post shit like that because you have kids that's following and looking at things and feeling like, well, maybe this is the the right way to go about it. And they might want to do something to further that or or instigate some shit, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know the guy, and that's why I asked who the guy was because I don't know who it was. And, you know, hopefully I don't offend anybody's family by saying this. 
because I don't know anything about the story, right? But just playing devil's advocate and saying as to why this could, if it was a suicide, why it would make sense to me is if a black person felt like, well, you know what? N- nobody's doing anything right now. All of this shit is going on. Nobody's saying anything. Nobody's really making any type of positive change. People are not outraged enough, right? Because they're still right. protesting. They're still peaceful. So how about if, if somebody did get found hanging, would that be enough to, like, incite some shit in people to where they want to go out and, you know, really make some change? They might feel like they'd want to be the martyr for that or they'd want to be the face of that type of, you know, movement. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said, I can't say, you know, that I, I would believe 100% that it is a lynching. I wouldn't say that I believe 100% that it is a suicide, but, you know, I just have to get more more facts on it. But I could see it being going either way. And especially yeah. nowadays when people are so caught up in the social media shit and everybody wants to be famous and they want to have their voice heard about everything. It's just like, mm-hmm. you, you never know how far people are willing to go to be famous or have their right. name in some shit. You know what I'm saying? People are really right. sick like that to where they want to be spoken about. That, that's, that's, definitely, um, that's definitely true. Um, I think the reason why no name came up for this guy is um, he didn't have identification on him. I'm still looking. The only thing I came across was the fact that he had no identification on. But I mean, did people even see this? Is this like, is there any evidence of this happening? Well, I, the person who came across the body um, is the only like nobody's seen it like actually happen, happen. But no, what um, I'm saying is like, did anybody see the body hanging or? Because they say if it's a public lynching, then I would assume that not only one person saw the body. Well, I don't know if that person who said that meant, like, you know, I guess maybe because it's a public park. But that's what I'm trying to say. And the thing, too, with that, if if it is a public park and people saw this, like, nowadays, I'm pretty sure that picture would have been on Instagram by now. I don't right. know. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's fake. I'm just saying, like you know, I can't necessarily just fly off the handle and be on some. You know what? This shit is getting out of hand. We need to do right. something about this. This is crazy. You know what I'm saying? I can't be on that type of shit because it's like we need to address the issues that we're dealing with. We can't just tackle everything because then that what happens is we get overwhelmed and then everything just it, it just seems as though we don't concretely deal with any one thing. Because <clears throat> it's like you end up saying, okay, this is an issue. This is a war now, but on black boys, and then, then you make it some general shit that's not. It has nothing to do with Alton Sterling anymore. It has nothing to do with Philando Castile anymore. Yeah. Because those cases are still, you know, important. I understand the Dallas thing is important also, but I feel like people shouldn't make that their their issue in this situation right and that's that's another thing um speaking of the the dallas um shooting um where people um are feeling like like what you just said like it was a retaliation against um like what had happened but which is very convenient right 
But what's crazier right. with this Dallas shooting, all right, so 11 cops were shot. Five of them died. Died. Um, and it was I a heard sniper. 12. But, yeah, go ahead. Oh, 12. Yeah, so how that many? 12, right? I heard 12. Yeah, they did say 12. Right. So they, um, this sniper. But before I get into the the suspect, and because that, this everything about who they're saying did it mm-hmm. seems sus to me. I'm not so sure, but let's let's take this caller real quick before I get into that part. Um, from three four seven, what up? What up? What's your name? Hey, caller, you there? Hello, hello, listening. hello. They're probably just listening. Okay, maybe not. They're probably just listening. All right, cool. So, uh. For anybody um, calling in or listening, if you if you want to say anything at any time, just press one and we'll bring you on. Otherwise, thank you for um, for tuning in. But so this uh, the guy who they're saying did it. His name is um, Micah. I can't remember the last name. John- Micah Johnson. Micah, Micah, Micah Johnson. Xavier Johnson. Yeah, Micah Johnson. So this guy's 25 years old. They say he's a former, uh, he's a military veteran. He served in Afghanistan. Um, and he went on the roof somewhere. And during this uh, rally that they were having, and opened fire, um, shooting these cops. What makes this a little suspect to me is, it just seemed like there's a lot of holes in the story. First, they were saying it was um, two shooters. Then the the first night, I read that the shooter was white, and then the next morning, the shooter was black. Mm-mm. Also, mm-hmm. um, I read report reports from or tweets from somebody who's actually who who said they was there like you know when it comes to things on the internet you got to kind of like you know be cautious with what you believe but this person said that they seen they said whoever opened fire did it from a cop car is what this person was tweeting out right they said they were standing right there like two feet away the cop car rolled up and started opening fire on the protesters and the police something like that they said and I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. And it just it got my crazy. mind started to, to wonder, like, I don't know. I mean, I can't put anything past what the government or the police would do. So I don't know. I feel like, um, well, when I seen it, I heard that, and I think it was probably immediate takeout. I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly how credible that story was, but from what I've seen, they said that they had a source in CNN who told them that the reason why he was able to sneak up on two of the police officers or one of the police officers or something was that because they assumed that he was with them, meaning that they thought he was white. Mm-hmm. Well, he was white. Is what the story, the person said. He was white, and they assumed mm-hmm. that he was with them, which, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, because I guess in a protest like that, they would have, and from what I heard, they would have, like, you know, people um, in the crowds dressed as, like, regular civilians, you know, plainclothes people. 
to kind of be, you know, just among the people in case anything happened or whatever. They just yeah. need people on the, you know, in the crowd without uniform right. or whatever. So I guess when they when he saw, he came up behind the guy in the video that I saw. He comes up behind the guy, sees the guy shooting, but apparently doesn't shoot him. The guy hears him shoot in the direction that he's shooting in and then runs back and shoots him. Hopefully it makes sense to y'all, but like, I guess the police officer saw the guy and started shooting with him, not at him. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. It looked like the, the police officer started shooting in the same direction the guy was shooting in. The guy heard wow. it, turned back, and shot the police officer. Wow. But, you know, for me, I feel like there's, 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 it's not necessarily um, what it is for me. It's just more about, like, why that would be the case, right? Like, why would a person um, do something like that? I feel like for a black person to do something like that right now is very irresponsible. Understanding what the whole idea of the movement was in just that day, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that's not the time. Well, of course, you know, it's not. It's never the time to do something like that. But right. especially sensitive at that moment, right? But the question is, how could he even make it where he could have made it to at an elevated position and able to shoot people right. from, with a sniper rifle on that day? I'm sure right. the security was heightened crazy. Exactly. Like, how could you even get in with a sniper rifle? Have you ever, have you ever seen the case for a sniper rifle? That's not something that you could just walk around with on some right. nobody's going to notice what you're doing type shit. Mm-hmm. Then he leaves his sniper position and gets to the ground somehow. I guess he, he took the stairs, gets to the ground, comes out the building and shooting cops on the floor. Right. And then I guess he's able to manage to get back in the building and hide in a position to where police can't get to him and they end up sending a robot to blow him his body up or some crazy part like that. That, really that was me. the funny part to me. If I laughed at anything, it was that. But what I think, though, is if this was a couple white people, right? Or a right. white guy, let's just say. And even if he was a black guy, it doesn't mean that he was working in the interest of black people. Because I feel, right. honestly, I feel like if you're if you're a government, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, if you're a government and you see something like this play out where there are people who in your government you don't necessarily respect and they're, they're to the tipping point, they're to the boiling point, and they have a legitimate argument as to how an institution in your government is treating them unfairly and you want to shut them up, you can't necessarily shut them up with anything valid, so why not make up a story about a person shooting officers? In my opinion, I don't feel like it's too far-fetched because realistically, when you're living in a place where lives don't necessarily matter as much as the cause, I don't know what people are willing to do. If we can sit here and go 9-11 was an inside thing, if people can actually believe that, then I don't see why they wouldn't believe that 12 police officers are such a feat to, like, you know, to, to do. It's so, it's so far-fetched that, like, the, you know, a, a, a system would take out 12 of their own men. Like, 
when you have an agenda, when you have a cause, and you're trying to promote something, you're gonna go hard. You'll sacrifice for that. Exactly. There are people blowing themselves up for their beliefs. There are people blowing themselves up for their beliefs. You think it's not people that would kill other people, a part of their cause for their for their for their. Mm -hmm. Without question. Come on, without question. And and looking at it in the grander scheme, like it's like that's like oh, not that's nothing. That's like a a scratch. And the uh, right because that's that's gonna just that's, mean that that's just five you know, people. It's like they they're disposed. Like get rid of them. Just to what you know. I what I say though, being being responsible and understanding that uh, you know with the Hollywood and Friends show we have a voice and we have a platform that people listen to us. I just say to anybody listening and understanding or seeing what's going on, don't be don't be so emotionally disturbed or moved to wanna. Uh, Make this a part of what's going on. Don't feel like this is something that somebody did for us as a favor, and you know it's just a good thing that this happened. This is not a good thing. It's a horrible incident that happened that I feel has nothing to do with um, anybody's outrage over Philando Castile or uh, Alton Sterling. I don't think that that's the that's the reason behind the Dallas murder murders. I don't feel like that's the 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 that's not what prompted it. I think there's something bigger going on, and I feel like they want people to be ignorant, and I, want, I feel like they want people to be stupid and, 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 and not strategic. Mm. So if you're somebody who really does want to make change about something, I feel like the best thing for you to do, get together with some like-minded people off of Facebook, off of social media. Don't put your plans out there and don't let people know exactly what you're trying to do. And put some things together. If you're really serious about uh, uh, making change, you got to really be about that. Don't post everything. Right. You can't post right. everything. You think the FBI is sitting there going, "Oh yeah, so me and this, let's let's see what at CIA is talking about right now." Hey, at CIA, it's at FBI. Let's do this. And you think <laughs> this shit is all over social media? Right. So this um, Michael got. Um... Some people were, were finding it hard to believe that he's 25 years old and he has, like, no social media or anything, like no Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, none, none of that type mm-hmm. of stuff. But then a Facebook page magically appeared, it seemed, with his... Uh, now, all of a sudden... It, it was him, right? So it got... The the cover photo was, like, the, um, the green, black, red flag, the... Um, Profile picture, I believe it was like him with his fist in the air. Then the other, only other picture that we could see, I believe, just said like Black Lives Matter or something like that. Yeah. Of and course, then the profile man. picture was changed <clears throat> after he was supposedly blown up by the robot. the The profile picture was changed to um, him. But you know like what? Though a, I did um, hear. Military, but uh, I did hear outfit. that they were. Um, I did hear that the new technology that they were doing, they were installing Wi-Fi in heaven so that people could actually <laughs> um, change their profile pictures and you know do shit like that from remote right. locations. Right. Come on, like, just crazy. Really? Yeah, I'm not so sure. This, this why I'm not so sure that this guy is even a real person. That this guy even. Nah, exists, it's like, just. It's just crazy. So they they just blew him to smithereens. He probably so he don't been had for no, no reason of a body or nothing. No bones. No 
Just no, the with the family members, with just the ID. Right, where, where, where's everything at? Right, like, that's where's... another thing too. I didn't see no family or nothing. Yo, they they know how to pick them. They know how to pick them. But you know what? And that's the danger, though. That's the danger of having all your life on social media because maybe, and there's a lot of people out here. We we're fortunate to have family, but there's a lot of people out here that don't have no family. Think about a young man who his parents are probably old. His parents probably died. No brothers, no sisters, no real cousins that he knows like that. A loner, probably got a couple friends. And you think the government don't know him or don't know about him? Right. Twenty mm-hmm. twenty-five friends on Facebook. Um, not active like that. Nobody really cares about. You know what I'm saying? There's right. people like that that exist. Definitely. People need to, to to dig and let people know exactly who this guy. If he if he's not, where did he come from? He's probably dead already. And it's like yeah, they try to give him. He probably does died. He in even exist, like is that even really his name? Like you know what I mean? It's like they, they try have, to give him the blackest name, Makai Xavier Johnson. <laughs> like, did they make that name up? <laughs> and they sort of got Shiki on them. I mean, not but right, they didn't put, the the put it on them, but niggas they, they, put a dashiki on him. <laughs> but they didn't put it on them, but you know, they they chose a photo of a man with a dashiki with his fist in the air. Like, is that fucking kidding me? This is crazy. It's just crazy. It's like the more the more things that happen, the more crisis that happens. But it's you like, know what the you know what the crazy shit is though. You start to realize that the government ain't shit. You know what the crazy thing is. What? I feel like when you have something like that out, an image like that, that's so. Like think about it like this: How many men do you see with dashikis on? Right now, it's a couple of people wearing them now. It's a lot of people wearing them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the look. That's the look right now, right? How many right. people do you think white people in, in suburbs see with a, a, a man in the dashiki? How many people do you think they see with it on? None. One. Him. One. The Dallas shooter. That's what they see with the dashiki <laughs> on. So now, now, when they go and see somebody else walking around the street with a dashiki on, what are they going to think? He's associated with the Dallas shooter. Right. Mm-hmm. But people don't even think like little so shit like that stupid. is just so important. Like the, the the details that they're putting in it. It's crazy. This is what this guy had on. He had this on like sniping people and nobody just. Right. <laughs> what are you? This is crazy. It's crazy. That's really crazy. That so, was all war gear. That was Once his war. Again. He he been in Afghanistan. He's been in Afghanistan. He's, right. he's a, a soldier, and this is what he decides to win to a war that he's gonna wage on the police by himself. <sighs> he wears that. Crazy. I never heard of a bulletproof dashiki. Well, well, wait. That's what he supposedly had on at the time, or what? No, I'm just saying that, like, because they took that picture as in that was supposed to be him. Like at, at the, the time. I think at the rally. Nah. Not that colorful shit. <laughs> That's crazy. This is crazy. Then, and then they took a picture of another... Before that, they had another, a picture of another guy at the rally. With a gun on him. With a gun, and, and they the said suspect. it was him. 
Right. Yeah. And Black that's when I said all over everywhere. He had right, he had turned himself in and I was saying I was like, Well, allegedly somebody turned himself in. But well, why would you shoot so many people and then go turn yourself in? And that's when I was saying that it probably ain't even him. They probably just trying to point somebody out so that the public right. could they feel a little somebody. bit more safe and the police could feel a little bit more satisfied. Of course, was somebody like, out of here with that. He they turned like himself in because his brother suggested it. Crazy. His brother, yeah, they, his brother they, they found out that he, out was, there of them, um, he was on the most wanted list. Wow. I even know. <laughs> Why he, and he didn't even know. That's the thing. He didn't even know that he was wanted. He, I guess his people saw him on the list. He wasn't even on social media like that. This, his people saw the list and contacted his brother or him about it. And that's when they decided to turn the gun in because it's like, yo, if we all over the news. But they just put him on the list. Crazy. Right? Like, he was all over the news, though. I'm saying he was on the news already while he was walking. Right. Because there was a picture floating of the, like, the crowd, and they, they had him, like, light it out. And it was like, this is the person of interest. Yeah, and they, they had know, All of the information in his face and everything was was on the news, social security number and all that. That's crazy. What? All over everywhere. They had him. They had him um, walking down the street with the gun around his shoulder with a menacing um, smile on his face, like like he was about to do everybody dirty. They already like, had the yo, these people Walsh are so fucking ridiculous. All that about him, and he's still at the rally right now. And then when they found out, he like, yeah, wait, hold on. And so he like, but just imagine if police would have saw that. If police would have saw that before he did, right. when people did, he would he would have probably been dead. They would have definitely shot him. Wow. And that would have been another thing to talk about mm-hmm. for a couple weeks. Mm-mm-mm. Crazy. So um, once again, for anybody listening. Uh, if you want to say anything at any time, press one. There's a, um, I see somebody where the um, like they pressed one, but I my spidey sense is telling me that they're just listening. But three, four, seven. What up? What up? Hello. Yeah. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Who's this? Where you from? I'm on air. Yeah. Oh yeah, you didn't want to be on the air. <laughs> yeah, you're on. That was an accident. I know. Oh, I didn't know I number. I'm so sorry, but this is just me. It's nice to hear you guys. Oh, oh hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. I have a though. I'm like, this person is just listening. I, I got a feeling. No, all I hear is muted, unmuted. I'm like, what? Doesn't that mean I'm supposed to be talking? That was. I'm sorry. I did not mean to press the button. I'm sorry. I'm just. That's all good. It's okay. all good though. It's good to hear you too. All right. All right. <laughs> so, in other news, this FBI um has this um this thing called the it's called Face, and it um stands for facial. Wait, hold on. I just lost it. Facial analyst comparison and evaluation. Oh, what is face, you ask? If you ever take in a photo at uh, anywhere, um, DMV for your, your ID, uh-huh. 
anywhere like that, they can use those images to search for you in the, like the database. That's crazy. Like Yo, let me tell you. But this didn't is I not, tell... it, it's not necessarily legal, though. That's the thing. But go ahead. Didn't I tell you? Let me tell you. Okay, so maybe that's not legal, but you know what would be legal, though? What? Snapchat, Instagram, all of this shit that you, you put you put your face and all that. I don't even know. I, you know, when they told me that you had to put all your face motions in, in Snapchat, I knew it wasn't for me. I was just like, I'm never going to use this. <laughs> like, Snapchat is cool and all that, but nah, I'm good. Wait, I'm going to talk about that more in a second, but let's take this caller right that's here. Let's call it from 574. What up, what up? What's your name and where you from? Peace, peace. What's up? This is Fort. I'm up in, in Indiana. I'm not from here, but I'm living here. I'm from uh, Jacksonville, Florida, originally. I was just chiming in, uh, and you know, the serious topic that you're talking about, which is yeah. our uh, culling off of the earth at the hands of um, some that choose to be our enemies, like they can't stand us for some reason. Like, we can't coexist, you know? Um, right. I really just called up this people right now. It's enough of us talking, finally. I mean, I hate to admit, but I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Just why, just why I give my condolences to all the families of these, um, you know, the kids and the, the women that are still alive that had their breadwinners, their husbands or boyfriends, as far as, like, Philando Castillo executed. Condolences to all of those families. Now, as far as um, as far as the devil's advocate, I'm going to say, you know, being that black people, so-called black people, are in a state of sleep, maybe the universe kind of works to wake people up and get them where they need to be for the evolution process. And I don't mean we evolve from creature to better creature. I mean we evolve conscious, consciously. Mm-hmm. And maybe it takes this kind of thing to wake up our people. It's bad, but we need bad to have good. But um, as far as you brothers, even as far as you brothers and sister, sister too, man, I'm glad y'all are alive. And um, <laughs> you know, let's just be vigilant. Let's let's be vigilant, cause um, the beast is after us. Just like in that movie with uh, Lawrence Fishburne, I believe it was uh, the the boys in the hood where he was like, you know, when uh, Rock, when the guy that played Rock, what's his name, uh. Uh, I can't even think of it right now. Bernie, the guy that no, the guy that plays the rock, black. his name is uh, you know what I'm talking about. The guy that plays rock. Well, anyway, he was talking to Malik. He played as his father in that movie. He was like, you know, be careful because the hunt is on. You know the hunt oh, is on. Oh, he's talking so, about when know. it was by the billboard. Yes, no, but when he when he had his little son up in school, they came to visit yeah. him because he was like a teacher or something. I believe his name is uh he plays rock on this this sitcom used to come on. I can't remember his name. He got a little weird name, but um yeah, the hunt is on. I'm just glad y'all alive. I'm glad I'm alive. Let's be vigilant. Let's be smart about this. There is you know, like I say, you know, whether we comply or we defy, we still be dying. Right. So let's just be real smart about it. I'm not saying, you know, and we should we should realize we have rights. So when they pull up on you Demand what are they stopping you for? Don't be afraid. Don't you know? A lot of us we did this thing where we would put our hands down and just comply. I remember one time a guy complied, just like Philando uh, Castillo. He still wound up getting shot. 
He got shot in behind on social, and then everybody put that up. And he asked the officer, he said, I'm sorry, I officer apologize. I'm like, dude, you're the one that got shot. You can get your license now. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just be smart about this, though. We, we, we really got something serious to deal with. And all this is is basically something that we been should have addressed a long time ago because, really, there's never been a time since they came to America that they wasn't executing us. Right. Pretty much. You know? and, we need to, and we need to demand our respect. From day we, one. We, and we, that's right. We do have a right to exist. We do. Black, I'm sorry, man. And all this, all lives matter. I definitely got to say this. Yeah, all lives matter. But let's be clear here. Ain't nobody getting executed in America like black people. And this will kill me. Right. Little, little, Becky fall down, little Becky fall down in the fire. Well, it's all over the news, right? Well, how come, right. come uh, Tamir Rice, he got slaughtered. He's a young kid. He's 13, 12. It wasn't on the news. Where's the sympathy for him like you would feel for Becky? You know, little white girl that goes through a tragedy like that. They don't mm-hmm. have nothing because it's not there. They hate us. And all I'm saying is black lives have to matter to wake y'all up. Wait, as far as y'all talking about the so-called white people that's over here that don't have no regard for our lives, we have to remind y'all to be human because that's why we say black lives matter. Definitely. And, I, and that's all. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you calling in, listening. Um, like you said, we need more. We need to. Our voices definitely need to be heard. So appreciate you for sure i want to say something actually to 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 what your statements were before right and you know i i definitely agree with everything you're saying but i think the one thing that people are um that you did say that i feel is 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 part of the issue is people looking for like that acceptance you know what i'm saying and trying to be uh understood and trying to be uh co uh cohabitated with if you will i feel like if you're trying to, if you're trying to uh, gain the same privileges in a system that's not necessarily for you, you got to understand that this is not America is not necessarily. If you're saying America is not for black people, then mm-hmm. it makes sense as to why little Amy can fall in the in the well, but then when Taekwon falls in, it's like it don't make the news because the news is not for Taekwon's people. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So Correct. that's the, the the news is for. Amy's people so we can't necessarily feel a way about that because at the end of the day that's not our that's not our thing don't feel don't feel like you need to be but I think I I agree with everything you said but I just feel like to add to what you're saying I feel like what people should do when they get together and and, and plan things out is understand or figuring out how to put their own uh Outlets in place to where if right, the whole in a well, exactly. This is this is important to us because we need to know this. You know what I'm saying? Like right. the world don't need to know it. Maybe we this might not need to be on CNN if it was on the platform that everybody who needs to know about it knows. Because we have the resources, we have the the capital to make that happen. That's right. Yeah. So if we can do it, and we we're able to put things in place, it's like okay, well. We don't even need to worry about that because Asians, they got their they got their outlet. They know what's going on in their area. Jewish, they got their outlet. And they don't complain yeah. when their stories are not on CNN. Because <laughs> the people who need to know, the people who need to know, they know. Definitely. So that's yeah, what we need in to way, push also. Yeah, in a way, though, it wouldn't hurt because, see, we, we're different than those people to the, to the fact like this. It's like, all I'm saying is, 
we, we, the thing is, yeah, the system's not for us, but we're here already. It's like, you know, you know how much it would take for us to get out of that system, even though we're still here. It, it would I don't take think so it would much. Take much. Be, well, bro, it's like a, I'm give you an example. We know that yeah, there was a Black Wall Street. But what I'm getting at is this: look what they did to that. Right. What I'm right. saying right. is this: in this country, you gotta have a military power in order to keep people at bay when you set that's, up your shop. But like I said, right. that's why you know that's that's what that's the importance of people understanding their rights, understanding their power also. You know, if yeah. we're able to say, if we're saying that our money is the most uh, circulated in America, then what does that mean? We have a lot of buying power, right? Yes. So instead of being on some, okay, well, you know what? We're not giving you anything. No. You know what? We'll work with you. We'll give you something, but y'all got to give us something in return. We'll play like that. that. It don't have to be, we don't have to be, okay, we're going to fight you and we're going to need. No, we don't need to fight. We don't need to fight if we're fighting the right way. Hit them where it hurts. Hit their pocket. We can't go against their military. That's not that's in the, the best budget. protest. That's the that's best the, protest we to can't. that financial it, starvation. Exactly. Put on them. Exactly. Because if, yeah. if, if the truth, if there's truth in those numbers and what people are saying, like, okay, black people spend the most money, then that just tells us we have the most power financially. Just we can like shift just things. Like we can make right. things work. That's right. Just like in a way, if we can get every so-called black person to take their money out of these Rothschild banks and put them in the 21 black-owned banks, I mean, they're actually black-owned with no attachment to any of those other establishments. If we can get every black person in this country in a perfect world, but if we could get them to put their money in them banks and draw out all that money right now, it would it would really shake up something. You're right. Yo, and the, and the difference between... The difference between now and Black uh, Black Wall Street is I feel like Black Wall Street didn't have the media that we have. They didn't have the power yeah. to go on social media and say, yo, everybody in America do this. Black Lives Matter is the biggest, one of the biggest hashtags right now. Black Lives Matter, you're hitting, you're hitting us up from where are you right now? Indiana. Indiana. Right? We're in New York. Yep. Our show is based in New York. <laughs> okay. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. Our show is based in New York. So at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if we're having a conversation about this, Black Wall Street didn't have that privilege. That's right. We could hashtag Black Wall Street. Everybody can know what it is. Once that gets shut down, we'll hashtag something else. Would you think they're going to shut down the internet because of us? Shut no. down Instagram and all that because of us? No. But like I said, we have we have the media, we have the social media. So if everybody can just, when we have a show where we have so many listeners and people that you know can affect those type of changes, that's a beautiful thing. Black Wall Street didn't have that, but yes. I feel like if we if we did start something like that, it'd be so much harder to stop. Yes, we right. would. And that's the only I'm thing we lack. I'm glad y'all here. The one thing we lack, I think, is um, like structure. Like we of have. Course, uh, but- we like have said, the, we have the manpower, I feel, but we don't have the. We're not. We like um like organization, like right. We do, we're, but we're, that... we're kind of like scattered and all over the place. And hey. I think a lot a lot of it comes from the the mind state that a lot of people a lot of people already feel the, the defeated as it is, or mm-hmm. they 
I feel like black people we we're the only group that don't stick together the way other groups and look out for each other the way other groups look of out. Of course, for, so like for I'm them. saying, I'm saying that's the that's the truth. You know what I'm saying like that's what it is and that's what it was, but that don't have to be what it's gonna be. So we have the right. power now to change all of that. Like let's not even talk about the fact that we never were able to get on the same page and black people never did. The, it don't matter. That's what it was, and that's the history. We can't change none of that, but let's start working on what the future is going to be. Yes. Like, let's not even be distracted that. with all of them conversations about shit that don't matter to what it's going to become. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Because we can't do it. That has nothing to do with what's going on now. And that's what I mean when I say like, we, we compound issues and then make it a general thing where it's like, well, damn, black people just... Nah, let's figure out how we're going to start taking our power back. That's the first conversation that we need to have right now. Definitely. Yeah. For, for, thanks a lot for um for calling. Appreciate you. Thank you. And right. Yeah, I appreciate you, you, man. Thank you. All right, peace. Definitely. Enjoy the rest Be of your safe. day. Be safe out there, man. You too, brothers. You too, sister. All right. All right. All right, peace. All right. Um... There's a link, there's a site, uh can't think of it right now off top, but I have it. Um, I'm gonna find it though in my my, my notes on my phone, but I'm gonna post it on our page, Facebook dot com slash Hollywood and Friends. And it's like a list of like all of the like black owned businesses beautiful that we should support and need to support. And more than likely you're gonna find Something, no matter what you're looking for, whether it's food or clothes or, um, I don't know, car, body, something is probably going to be in this list that you can support that's black-owned. So we need to start doing that more. Beautiful. So um, let's move on to um, – actually, let me, let me see if we got any more responses for this question of the, the day. I know our producer, um, Stacey, had one, which was, have you ever been profiled by the police? I'm going to check uh, my IG and stuff. But our producer says she believes she was. Uh, she was driving at about 9 o'clock one night, 9 p.m., driving the speed limit, made a turn, put on a blinker. Everything was right on her end. Then the cops put on their lights. And she was like, huh? And the officer comes out. She rolled down her window and asked what happened. And he goes, oh, you know what? Never mind. Have a nice day. What? <laughs> so, I wonder. That's crazy. I wonder why. I wonder what happened. Like, she showed her Illuminati badge. <laughs> 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 she had the um. Had I think the, uh, he was looking for somebody, maybe who knows, but it, clearly he spotted something and probably was like, "Oops, my mistake." <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he thought, because mm-hmm. no, I put my hair in a ponytail. Maybe he thought I was a, a black male. Who knows? He's like, "Oh, she's, she's, a, not look like she's a, a black man. She's a respectable-looking woman. I'm gonna leave her alone." <laughs> I know. You I mean, know that's the city. kind of offensive, but he flashed you know, the city. 
<laughs> yeah, I had my hoodie on. Oh, no, that's that's part part of the he story. was just trying to, you know, but yeah, he was clearly just trying to spot something and then realize, oh, never mind. <laughs> but I've had other incidents. Well, not me, but my dad definitely has, but I'm actually not allowed to speak on it because we went to court on it, so. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, but, yeah, police can be kind of funny. Our good uh, anyway. friend Tatiana, thank you. Thank you. All right. Our good friend um, Tatiana Scott was telling me the story. I'm, I, I guess I could say it, right? She, I mean, she, she just said her dad don't like to talk about it, but I could talk about it. Nah, but they, she was telling me that they had a rental. Well, he had a rental car, and she was at her uh, boyfriend's house, and he, she told him to come pick her up. He came to pick her up. I think this was like one sixty something uptown, and. <clears throat> The cops, uh, for one, he said he seen the van kept, like, circling around, the white paddy wagon van. You know when they got, like, quarter to meet and match? Like, they got to, like, get you one way or another. So he seen the van circling, so he texts Tatiana, like, hey, can we just come down because this police van keeps circling. I I got a bad feeling, blah, blah, blah. So whatever. She comes down. They drove not even around the corner. They probably got to, like, the corner of the stop. Son and the cop, the the joint pulled them over. Um, and the cop gonna tell them that that car was reported stolen. What? So he right he gives him all of his paperwork and all that, but the cops say that the car was reported stolen, and he took both of them, Tatiana and her dad, to the uh to the precinct. Had like Tatiana handcuffed to like a bench. Had her oh. dad like in a cell with like other uh, the other um people who they picked up for the night. What happened prior to once they were stopped, um Tati immediately like texted her boyfriend like we were just pulled over like I got a bad feeling about this. If you don't hear from me in like the next forty minutes, like call call mommy or whatever. So um so now her mother um Miss Gwen that we know her she um. They didn't hear from them Like what's taking them so long Like it's been like How long now They they should have been home by now And She calls the boyfriend And then she finds out That That was the last message That Tatiana sent So she called 311 And found the number To like the nearest precinct In the area And She called And was like Can y'all just like I, I, I know they're not there But can y'all just like Humor me Do y'all have uh, Like she said their name and they were there. So she booked wow. it there. And Tati tells me she, her mother was flipping out in the precinct. Like, going nuts. Like, y'all need, y'all better release them, like, right now type shit. And they they were released. But what's crazy is I feel like they only did that for one, they were black. Two, that they had to meet their quota for the night. Because they let them out. Like, once her mother started, like, flipping out and stuff and threatening to, like, you know, do this and do that and call this person and call that person. That's just, crazy. Like, bruh. Any excuse just to get you booked. Just Any excuse put it just to have something to do. She's, um, 
All right, let's move on. I was going to talk about this this next story, but I'm going to save it for what blows my But the last thing I want to talk about is this uh, crime that it's soon going to be to share your Netflix password. Did y'all hear anything about this? No. I don't know. So it's going to be considered a federal crime. And I'm going to read y'all why in one second. Damn you, Internet. Nah. So it's a part of the... The Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. What? That sharing your Netflix password is now going to be prosecuted under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. Um, so it's making it's going to make all the millions of people who share their passwords that for like Netflix and like um, HBO Go, any of those type of like subscription like streaming things. Um, you can be a, a federal criminal behind this now. They say the decision came after an employee. Um, at the executive search firm Corn, it's called, or Ferry International. He left the firm in 2004 after being denied a promotion. Um, he was simultaneously preparing to launch a com- competing uh, search, fir- search firm um, along with several co-conspirators. Um, they say they had all their computer access revoked, but they continued to access his old... Um, database using the login ID of one of his former assistants uh-huh. who was still down with that, that firm. And so he was eventually charged with like conspiracy and theft and trade secrets and all that. And that is what I guess started this idea. That's crazy. It's not even on the same level, right? Like, no, it's definitely not. I don't like see what Netflix, we got to do with what with, with, with he's got going on over there. I just want to watch, like, The Sandlot or something. Like, I can't use my boy password for that. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. Definitely crazy. But let's get into um, what blows mine. It's part of the show we say what irks our nerves, what gets under our skin. Let's get that theme music. Get out. What blows mine is 
basically the part of the day where we say what gets under our skin, works our nerves. What have you seen, bruh? Really? Call us up, 646-716-8544, if you happen to be on the line already, to press 1. Or hit us up on social media. Um, who wants to kick it off? Ms. Judy? You. <laughs> Right, I'll kick it off. Um, what blows mine? Speaking of this whole uh, Black Lives Matter thing and everything that we, we're fighting for and everything that we needed to do because it wasn't there for us otherwise like BET, like um, the NAACP, you know, things of that nature. So Wendy Williams, um, on her show, decided to say, in short, not verbatim, but she don't, well, she said something like she on the flip side, that she would feel upset if there was a historically white college, how they have historically black colleges, and if there was the National Association of the Advancement of White People. Like, as if she don't understand why these things even came about to begin with. Right. Right? Like, and it, it was kind of, like, shocking to me, like, as a black woman, as a black on this man. platform, I'm dead. You have this platform, and I like Wendy Williams, but I was just kind of taken aback with the comments. I, like, I wonder what prompted her to say that. Like, I would think she, you're smarter than that. Like, like, was she... Coerced? Like, did somebody like twist her arm to say this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, did somebody did Stacy Dash twist her arm? <laughs> I, I don't know. Cause did, 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 did the did the she is on Fox? I mean, but nah. But like, did somebody like make her say that? And she just took the bait. Like, I don't know. Cause she, I know she know why these things exist. And it wasn't taken out of context or anything Did like that. Did she not just see Roots a few <laughs> months ago? Wendy knew. She know. You you know what it is, though? I feel like... And you would think, you know what I'm saying, being being a a, a black man in America, that she would have a little <laughs> bit more... <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Sympathy. I'm done. <laughs> the thing is, like, I feel like people don't get that, like, um, you know, all them... We kind of live in a time where, like, that wasn't too much of a thing for us. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We were, like, the last generation where it's, like, HBCU kind of mattered. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. It's, like, it, it's not really... It's not, now it's just, like, a regular college. All right. You go to HBCU now, you might as well go to any college. Right. But I feel like when it started, though, 
it was just just the time that it was. You know what I'm saying? That's like that's like having a, a, a um and and you know a school for black kids right now, where kids can't be sent to special ed and kids not getting suspended for fights because you understand that black kids more more just most likely gonna fight. But you could have counseling and you could you know do all types of different things that we are not awarded in school because we don't schools are not necessarily made for us, right? Right. But like that's what that's what the whole idea of that HBCU was. But I guess for her, she didn't, she wasn't around in that time to see all of that and feel the change and feel the gratification of having your own uh, institute. So for her, it's just she's just looking at it like, okay, well, you know, all these colleges are colleges, and you can't blame her for that because now it's to the point where it's like that. So if now this college is still saying, okay, well, we're still here for the advancement of black. Uh, kids, it's just like okay. Well, why why do you feel like black kids need to be advanced because they're learning the same thing that white kids are learning? So are you saying that they should be ahead of everybody else? And if you felt like that, then what stops a white person from feeling like well, white kids should be ahead of everybody else and changing their school curriculum to not be what? the HBCUs is now because the HBCUs is what the other schools are. So how do we, how do we get better if we're not doing something that's different? So now let's make a school for white kids. That's not going to be the same as what every college is, but you get what I'm saying? So for her, she's looking at it like that. And you can't, like I said, you can't blame her, but. um, Go to those schools too. Huh? No, that's what I'm saying. It's a regular college now. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like. No, 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 no. What I'm saying. Go ahead, Stacey. I'm sorry, I'm I'm an HBCU grad. I'm sorry, I have to speak on this. Um, HBCUs are still very relevant in terms of it being historically black, um, in terms of it promoting the pride of being a black person. Hampton University, where I went to school, is 88% black. I chose to go to an HBCU even though I went to predominantly white schools all my life because I wanted that experience of pride, of of not having to go to school and always be looked at as a black person. In fact, after Hampton, I went to a predominantly white law school, and we had those issues. We were there was only nine of us in our class. We were accused of affirmative action. You know, you dealt with those things. So, right. but at HBCU. I did not have to deal with those things. And uh-huh. my dad actually disputed this, and it's, it's actually data. HBCU grads actually do better in the workplace than African Americans who didn't go to HBCUs because of how we just were treated. We were treated uh-huh. to have pride in themselves. So HBCUs mm-hmm. are still very relevant as to its history, as to its purpose. However, right. there are still white kids who go to HBCUs, there's one in four. In fact, Roland Martin just pointed that out to Wendy Williams. Like, you can't – historically black black universities are called that because they are historically black. They were created to educate slaves. It's just a name. It's just they are historically specifically for black people. It's no longer that, so that I agree with you in that, that it's not just for black people, obviously, because we have integration. But – white colleges at one point weren't accepting black people, at least in the South. My grandparents actually went to HBCUs. Uh, My grandfather 
could have gone to a predominantly white school, but they did not accept him, so he had to go to HBCU. For grad school, he ended up going to Columbia uh, in New York because another white university down south wouldn't accept him. So, you know, HBCUs, I agree with you, for for that era were extremely important to educate black people, but it's still very relevant even today to educate black so, people is what I'm saying. To, In the to, data is showing that. No, of course, right? But I, I feel like um, are you what – I, what I'm arguing is that the ad, like the atmosphere is not what – you could be learning what you, I feel like you could be learning what you're learning at an HBCU well, no. at a well, regular back then college. They, well, hold on. What back I'm saying then they is were like what, what other colleges were learning. But go ahead. No, no, no. What I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about just learning in, in, in textbooks. I'm talking about okay, you could learn in textbooks what other colleges are learning, and it's integrated now. So what I'm saying is the feeling of being at an HBCU might not be the same thing it used to be in 19 no 27. You get what I'm saying? I don't if agree they were with around that. Then. I don't know. I don't know if they were around yeah. then. I, I don't know. The they history. were definitely around then. In uh, okay. Hampton was founded in the 1800s. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm all right. The, what I'm trying to say is the idea of an HBCU, right? For me, when I hear about what it used to be, it used to be a place where black kids went to college, right? This was a black university, right? There was a certain pride with having it be a black university. Now, if you have a certain amount of kids that are not black at the university, even if it's a majority in certain cases, it can't be the same. I don't feel like it could be the same atmosphere. I think it's still like this. Is, uh, well, no, Hampton no, no, also had Native Americans there as well. In fact, we have a huge Native American history at Hampton University. Right, but I'm just saying, like, the idea of it being this is our space. You get what I'm saying? Not like, I don't you know. know. Like I mean, nobody yeah. else. Not nobody else well, is here. I don't. I don't know if it was ever meant to be that because yeah, we, again, black say. black people. But even in the twenties or eighteen hundreds, black people, we are a part. And this is something just to summarize everything that y'all are talking about. We as black people are a part of a system that was not created for us. Period. Right. We are trying to get into a system that is really not ours. We came here right. not in our own will. We are not like. Japanese and Chinese who come here at their own will trying to, you know, create new opportunities for them. So at least most of us aren't. Uh, most right. of us were here because our ancestors were forced to be here. So mm-hmm. because of that, we have, we have been victims of the system. So they, white, a white man founded a, a Hampton University. Uh, mm-hmm. General Armstrong founded Hampton University for mm-hmm. slaves. So again, we are part of a system. Howard, founded by a white man. You know, Booker T. Washington founded Tuskegee. um, But overall, HBCUs, again, were used to educate slaves because we weren't educated. We we had to be reformed, you know, after such a a reconstruction, if you will, after such a horrendous centuries of of discrimination and all the racism. But it continued. So HBCUs continue to be uh, necessary because we still obviously are not um, of in the system. <laughs> you know, we're still trying to be a part of the system. So I argue that HBCUs still are very relevant. I know, uh, I know, I don't, I don't can, argue that they're not relevant. Go, you can still go to no. other universities, but Stacey. HBCUs in terms of the pride of African for African Americans are still very relevant. Stacy, do you feel like there could be? Are there? 
just just a hypothetical or just I'm, I'm asking your opinion. Do you feel like there are racists that attend HBCUs now? What do you mean racist? Like racist people, white people that like attend a, HBCUs. A white racist person? Yeah. Why would mm-hmm. they? Why would what, if you're racist? Why would they go to an HBCU? No, what I'm saying is you could go to any college and with, with black children and be racist. I'm just saying, do you feel like there are people? It's like saying, why would you be racist and, and join the police? Uh, join the NYPD? But I'm, I'm, I'm saying, confused. But like I don't know. I'm kind of confused about a question. <laughs> okay, so a, per, a white person who is a racist, right? Whether mm-hmm. it be like openly or quietly, do you feel like they could have? There could be white racists attending HBCUs. Or I'm do you sure feel if, like if, at, if, 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 I have no idea what a person would choose to do, but you know, people are are accepted into an HBCU just like you're accepted into any other college. Right. So if, and do if you your feel grades like are good, your personal be... statement is good, you know, then they would literally be lying if in their personal statement trying to get into college if, if they're a racist. Right. Because I, so I doubt was... that Hampton University or Howard would accept a open racist to attend their university. No, no, no. Of course not. Of course not openly racist. But I'm just saying, do you feel like, do you feel like there's anybody at an HBCU who's exper- a black student at an HBCU who's experienced racism? Have Have they experienced racism? At the school, yeah, from like a classmate. Oh, oh, from a classmate. Well, that's my whole point. That's why I chose to go to an HBCU. We didn't really experience that. We didn't have to have that experience. When you were there, at least on campus, right? On campus, yeah, on campus. And and you were there when it was an all black school. No, no, you weren't there when it was all black. Well, right? I mean, it's it's, not, it's never been all black. It's it's eighty eight percent black. When I was there, it's probably about the same now. But before when it first started, you are you saying it wasn't ever a hundred percent black? Well, no, because we I'm are Native Americans. Yeah, we no. Well, I can't speak for all HBCUs, but Hampton University had Native Americans. So, if this were they, were they considering Native Americans black? Uh, I, I mean, Native Americans, you know, historically weren't slaves, but they they definitely had a close connection with with black slaves. Because I'm what if, if this if they're considering it a historically black college, meaning like it's a black college, right? Are they saying that it was a black college, but it wasn't necessarily for black people? Back then, it was for black people. You know, right, that's what like I, mean. I said, I, it was there to educate the slaves. Yeah. Right. So what I'm saying is, at that a time, if it was former slaves. Yeah. Right, and but, it was it was it was to create not necessarily it wasn't necessarily for the education, but more so for the atmosphere. Meaning, like, okay, well, if you go to another school, you're going to be that you might be susceptible to racism. No, it accepted. was for the education. It was no, for no, the education. Okay. Yeah. What I'm, okay, I mean, what I'm saying, saying is, them. was the education <laughs> that they were teaching at the HBCU different than the education they were teaching at the regular college? I, I, I don't. I, I can't speak on that, but Vanilla. there were black people who went to white schools, but more up north. This was HBCUs right. are more for the south. Yeah. Like I told I, you, I, my I, grandfather like, went to Columbia. Excuse me. Right, Go ahead, Judy. And you know, I know you're not here often. Uh huh. But this was what blows my not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I'm just trying to get that with the North. <laughs> okay. I don't want him to say what, Wendy Williams. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. What, I, what I'm saying, what I'm, what I'm saying, saying is that what, when, what Wendy Williams is talking about, I feel like she's saying what she's saying because she's living in the time that she's living in. Where I don't feel like I don't think I so just though. personally, 
Hold on. I personally Now, Wendy Williams lived during a time when there was a lot of... uh, Wendy Williams is 50-plus years old. Well, no, no, no. Not not living and having gone through. I'm just saying now she's in this social media. Like, she's one of the most... She's one of the most... uh, She's a socialite. She's a public figure. Her mental... Her mentality is in line with a lot of mentality of Americans nowadays. So you're saying saying she's whitewashed? I feel like that's the issue. I feel like she doesn't, well, that, she doesn't well, that's, remember the That's important. a different statement, but I don't, I don't think that has anything to do with HDB. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it has to do with that. What I'm saying is I feel like the experience that you got going to an HBCU in 1876 is different than the experience that you get going to an HBCU in 2016. And I feel like as a student... Well, the experience HBCU, period in America is different. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I feel like... I feel like the issue is that she doesn't understand the, the, the drastic difference in kids that were going to HBCUs and the importance of a kid being able to go to an HBCU back then. It's not the same now. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I don't feel it's not the same. You can't say that, well, okay, well, I, I'm, I'm able to go to an HBCU, so that's like, you know, that, that, that you think kids right now are thinking like, okay, I want to go to an HBCU. Like, please, let me get in. Um, yeah, some people do. I I, I know I'm some people do, but I'm just people. saying in this day in this day and age of twerking and like the what it is in this school system right now, do you think kids are thinking HBCU? I just don't think that. And I work in school, so I'm not saying it like I'm not. I, I don't see. I, I don't. I mean, see I just what's going like my 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 coworker just went to her her daughter decided to go to an HBCU. For no, no, no I get, I, I, and trust me, I understand. I like feel just like now, like just this I, year. I feel like people see the importance, and I'm not saying that. But her daughter, I'm not sure. I I, I don't think her daughter might be the average to, woman, would she? Her daughter's uh, not the uh, average um, girl. That she Lenore, is you, it? we can't speak on everybody who who decides to go to HBCU. I'm not. I'm not speaking about. I'm not talking about everybody, but I'm just. I mean, yeah, okay. that's too general. I can't. I don't no, know no, no, why everyone. Not, wants what I'm saying is, I don't feel like HBCU has the same. Uh, it's not placed on the same level of importance in the community right now. That's that's all I'm saying. I don't feel like people are well, pushing we'll too much as they should, as they probably that. did. We'll agree right. to disagree on that. Yeah, because I just have a different experience. No, I know. In terms of meeting people and talking to people and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, your experience may be that, but my experience is not that at all. In terms of the the discussions of HBCUs and what it means, the importance of what it means even today. I feel like a lot of things in, like, uh, African-American culture is being pushed way far to the side and it's not promoted enough. And I feel like HBCUs is one of those things. I feel like so many different organizations are, are... a part of those things where they don't want they're not pushing people to go to these uh, institutions. I don't I don't well, feel that, like that that's I what I, I don't see that. That's what I, I'm, I that's agree all I'm that trying to say people, and I feel like the importance yeah. is taken away when you don't see the uh, urgency and the, the, the emphasis on the okay, importance well, that, of Okay, well that's worded a little differently. I, I agree with that. No, no, no. That. That's, what, that's what I've been trying yeah. to say. That's what yeah. I've been trying to say and I feel like that's what, <laughs> that's what <laughs> Wendy Williams that's what Wendy Williams understands, and she's a part of that. Not she's not, uh, you know. I feel like she's not a part of that because she doesn't see the the importance. Well, there, of it there anymore. are black people who are against HBCUs for whatever. All right, and I feel like they don't see the importance yeah. of it anymore. They don't see the yeah. importance of it anymore is, because no, they may have like, never seen the importance. But right. um, but, but there are. If they were living at that time, they would see the importance. 
there was a guidance counselor who told my coworker's daughter, don't go to a HBCU. So there are people like that. And if Wendy's a part of that, then that's an issue. But so if that's what you're trying to say, okay, I I, I I feel what you're saying. But I thought you were yeah. saying that. That's where I was a little like, oh, okay, I don't really? see the importance of it? <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that. I don't see the importance of it. I'm just telling you why I think she would say something like that. It okay. makes sense My to me that she would say that because she's not, she's, not in, she's not part of that promotion. She doesn't even believe it in but herself, she, the importance. But she has since backtracked because her father went to HBCU and her brother went to an HBCU. I, didn't, I personally, I agree with Hollywood. I don't think she really believed anything that she was saying. And the NAACP, by the way, um, was founded by white, co-founded by some white people too. So, I mean, I don't know what, what Wendy Williams is going on. Like, but no, I get what you're, what you're saying, but I don't think that that's why she said that the way the way it's worded is it wasn't from a oh look at how today is type of situation she was pretty i think what i think she was trying to do was like try to like be on the fence like for her uh her white uh viewers like trying to like um i guess let them think uh, I understand too if I was in y'all shoes type of situation, but what she said just doesn't make sense at all because every college that isn't his, considered historically black is already historically white. Like it's a given. It's, it don't <laughs> gotta be known as a historically white college because that's what it yeah. was, and that's why the black colleges even came about. That's why I don't understand why and, she and said that's it. The- and that was my point, like that we are really we we are reactionaries to a system, and that's something she was completely missing. If you if you have a historically white college, right, and mm-hmm. now you're able to put black kids in it, <laughs> you're able to put black kids in it. Now it just becomes that's, a college. That's, that's um that's anywhere. That's NYU. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. At whatever point black kids start coming in. Oh, so you you think it's not historical no more? Huh? You think it's not historically white college? No, I'm saying it is. It is a historically white college. uh, All these colleges that were started that were white colleges are going to be. So you're saying that you're thinking that she's thinking that it's time that we now just call it a college. Right. That's what I'm saying because she's looking at it like (laughs) anybody can go to any college. So why does this have to be? You know, for the advancement of black kids, what is the education difference going to be? But clearly, times are showing that it's still. I'm not saying that you're saying what she's saying. I know you're just pointing out what you think she's saying. But to her point, I guess clearly times are showing that historically black colleges, NAACP, Legal Defense Fund, all all of these organizations that help black people, uh, the Negro College Fund, are still very much. Uh, relevant and important. Oh yeah, definitely. We know that. In fact, in fact, um, I believe there's some kind of program that they're trying to start to send underprivileged kids, period, to HBCUs who may have gone to like a community college or whatever. So I mean, you know, it's still very important. Of course, like I said, we understand mm-hmm. that. But when she's the person who's talking about what soccer moms are doing, and it's like that's who she's. You know, she doesn't get. She's lost touch. Yeah. I don't feel like she's understanding of what's going on still. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know that she okay. isn't, but I just don't feel like she is. Yeah. Okay. I I got what you're saying. All right. 
damn, Stacey. Yes, I, thought, I, I, thought, I thought it was going to have to be on site when we, when we, when we got together. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You know, I get sensitive about my HBCUs. I'd be like, ooh, nah, you said an HBCU. <laughs> no, nah, listen. I respect no, that 100%. I, I, I was, I, no, 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 no. I, I mean, I know you do because we've had many conversations where I know that you are definitely down for the cause. But I'm saying I just wasn't sure. I was like, please don't co-sign no Wendy Williams on this because this is oh, crazy. Oh, no, hell no. Hell no. Oh, I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm just, but I see you were just I'm trying just to explain. I'm telling you why, yeah, why, why, we, why people shouldn't even be so, that, that upset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you understand who oh. she is. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, well, she, well, just, lost Chevrolet. she just lost her Chevrolet um, sponsorship because, I, I don't know why, but, well, because of the HBCU comment, apparently. But yeah. the CEO, the CEO and vice president of the Chevrolet and of the media group that was giving her the sponsor, sponsorship actually both went to Howard University. So that may have played a role. Who knows? Likely. I'm, yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, I, I don't know. But I just know um, that blew my when I when I heard her say that, and it just kind of threw me because I'm like, damn, like I I didn't get it. I'm like, like you know why these things exist? Why would you even say that? Like, but and her audience was silent when when she when she said it. Like mm-hmm. usually they're like clear in the chat. Like it was crickets in there. And then and then she followed it with like, oh, it's quiet. And she like, I'm gonna choose my words wisely. What? It's too late. You done chose those words. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that blew my. I like when I like when you that just that blew my. That's that threw me. But um, all right. Oh. Boy, I got what blows mine today. <laughs> oh, what, what, what you got? I got what blows mine. Is Miss Judy still? Miss Judy. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know you got to go. We 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 extended what what time I told you we was gonna be done. Um, do you want to go right now, or do you want to hear but know what blows? Yeah, I blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> But no, go ahead, go ahead. We rapping right now. Oh no. <laughs> what blows mine is the what how everybody has the need to put every fucking moment of their life on Snapchat. Especially if <laughs> go ahead. especially if it's family events private events, funeral, like, really? Right. <laughs> we don't need to know. We don't need to know. And see what he looked like in the casket. But I'm just saying, I feel like this whole Snapchat thing and everybody just, every moment, that shit blows mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. What's crazy is I've seen a picture of a lady. You know how they got the the face uh, where you can put, like, the dog face and all that on you? Uh-huh. I've seen the picture. This chick was at the casket with the dog face on her and the person in the coffin. Oh, hell no. See? Why? 
What are you See? doing? And if you if you never crazy. said that, it would sound like I'm just it sound like I'm just playing around, huh? <laughs> like I'm just nah, joking. I get it. I get it. And I mean, it's I get real. it too because I'm on Snapchat and I understand what it what it's about, but not every single thing. Not every single thing. That shit is crazy. Miss Judy, like what you I got? remember, I was talking oh. to this girl. I'm sorry, I was talking to this girl, and like. I think while we're having a conversation, at least two or three times, I just hear myself echoed like, yo, what the fuck Whoa. is that? <laughs> but I don't you know what that is. She records the video and then like, I'm hearing it play back. I'm like, wow. <laughs> really? Just, people want their lives to seem like they're like, you know, things, things are going on. So maybe, I don't know what y'all was talking about, but she wanted her. She wanted her followers. She wanted to, that moment, I guess. To 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 hear. I'm um, I'm talking to Vanilla about this. The guy. The guy that was on Black Ink. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right. Vanilla from Black Ink. And she probably tagged you on the at Vanilla Music. She's looking for the wrong attention. <laughs> nah, but that's crazy. Yeah. Those mine. Judy. But uh. Yeah, Judy, what you got real quick? Y'all blowing mine. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> you know I got things to do. Stop playing. Nah, I know. Um, one thing though that that did I want to say real quick that blows mine. I was thinking um to save it to next week, but it kind of fit in this whole theme of the show with the whole Black Lives Matter thing. This guy, um, and why Black Lives seem to not matter. His name is Devontae Sanford, and this guy was wrongly convicted of four murders at the age of 14. Damn. Why this blows my right now? He's 23, and he just got out of jail because he was wrongly Nine years. convicted. They found this, this kid in his PJs around the scene of the crime, took him in, and after a few hours, announced that he confessed. They pretty much coerced him. He's 14 years old. They probably was drilling his head. No lawyer, no mother, no nothing, no parents or nobody around. They got this 14-year-old kid in this precinct probably filling his head with a bunch of whatever and forced him to confess to something that he didn't even do. What makes matters worse, probably like a year later, the actual person who committed the murders confessed to them. He was already locked up for doing time for some other murders. He gave them a detailed account of those murders that happened, that this 14-year-old kid is in jail for. A detailed account, and the judge would not overturn the shit. Wow. Left him in jail for seven more years. Left him in jail for all those years until he got... um, I think he got new lawyers or something, and they got them to, like, reopen the case, and now he's free. 23 years old, seven years of his, I mean. That's crazy. Nine years of his life. Guaranteed that wouldn't have happened if he was white. Why y'all just took this boy life like that? Mm-mm-mm. Lost. That's crazy. It's hard out here. 
But it's like but, um, you know when you when you're not pop, when you don't have no power, people could just do whatever. Exactly. That's crazy that they could exactly. do whatever they want. Have a kid in and jail for seven years, longer than he was, was supposed. First of all, he's not supposed to be in there at all. Right. But two years, then you find out he didn't do it. Then you leave him in jail for seven more. Right. And after the real person confessed, like it's like all right, y'all coerced him to um to confess or whatever, like. All right, but now you got the real person. Why y'all still got this boy in there? Now y'all got two two people in there, the real killer and the not-so-real killer. Like, this is a thing that people don't understand, right? And that's why I feel like when, we say, when you say certain things, people won't really get it until they see what it is, right? Now, mm-hmm. if we're looking at it, we don't understand why this shit can happen. It's like, how could this happen if... The law is the law, and it's, it is what it is. And you know, people go to jail, and if you find out that they're, guilty, they're innocent, then you should let them go. Because we think that that's what it is, because that's what they tell us, right? But when you yeah. realize and you understand that all it is is a way to get people into slavery, right? Yeah. And keep them there for as long as you need them, so they can make your products and do all the shit that you need them to do for no money. Until you decide to release them Why does it matter to them That the reason why One of the boys are here is an accident Why does it matter He's already here He's already working for us We might as well keep him What is he going to do out there anyway He can't go to school He can't get a job Crazy Right He's Like they ruined his life pretty much yeah, his life is over. His life is over. He might as well just stay here. He's good. He gets meals. He gets food, all that. He's, he's good. Don't worry about him. Just send the other guy to jail. Have him go uh, serve time. It's cool. Everything is good. Now they got to pay. I hope I hope he gets some kind of uh, compensation out of this. Like, it won't bring those seven years back, but that man deserves money to, to be able mm-hmm. to... Uh, like they need to they need to pay him so much money that he don't even have to get a job. He don't even Ever. know what to do with it. Like one last thing before we go. Um really? speaking of the the whole the, the cops thing, um that this video where the these cops were basically confessing about the whole quota situation and how um they're told they're sent into the, the uh, communities that they know are less privileged and have less um, or don't know, may not know the rights or whatever, like the the hoods and stuff. And they send them there to basically harass people and lock them up for random little shit for no, for no, like no reason pretty much just to meet quota. And these officers that was being interviewed, were saying that they were considered the rats because they themselves don't oblige with that. They mm-hmm. don't. They don't do those things, so they're looked at as the rats, and it's like tension in the workplace. And I, you can already imagine what goes down in police headquarters and locker rooms and stuff when you got somebody who's not trying to like put up with the bullshit that you're trying to put up with. They probably doing crazy shit. They probably sending them on like the worst runs or who knows what they what they got going on with these cops but 
they were saying like if we did this in like the upper east side a call one call to the mayor would happen instantly like or something like if we did things that we do in the lower um communities and watching that was just like wow like it's stuff that we already knew we knew this things happened but to hear it from them like from the horse's mouth is like it's crazy you know it's crazier you know it's crazier than that for me at least the guy um the guy who taught me he gave me like skills on like how to play guitar right this is when i first started playing guitar we lived in the same building flat on, on flatbush newkirk i moved maybe a couple of years later i seen him in the train station he's a police officer right mm-hmm. so now i'm just like damn like you know the, the way people black people feel about cops for me i kind of you know have just bad a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to police so now mm-hmm. to see, like, my boy is a police officer, it's like, damn, you know, kind of made me feel some type of way, but whatever. A couple months later, I'm doing a show. He's eating at the show. You know, he's in full uniform. Cool, say what's up to him, whatever. I'm just like, damn, I, you know, I don't really know how to feel because he's my, you know, I like the guy, but he's a police officer, and I know that the system is corrupt. Not that he is, but if you're, part of, if you're a good person, a part of a corrupt system, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're still kind of, you know, for me, in my eyes. So... I see the story come out, and he's one of the people, he's one of the officers that was, um, you know, going against it. He's one of the main ones that got fired for not doing what they told him to do, his, his quote-unquote job. So I'm like, damn, here I am yeah. feeling the way about this guy, and he does something that, you know, I look at to be so noble. Like, I'm pr- hell, you're crazy proud of that, to know that this is somebody that I know that stood against what's going on. And the fact that he's able to speak out about that, that's crazy. Well, people don't understand. When you're a part of a corrupt system, you what are they supposed to do? Either quit or get fired. Right. It's a gang. People don't understand. Like, you're, yeah, you're no. giving orders. They're giving orders, and it, they got to do it. The cops said the, in, the police department is a whore pretending to be a housewife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really? funny. But we got to get out of here. We only got two minutes left before they cut the lights off in this bitch. So, uh, Miss Judy, let the people know where they can find you. Just here. Just here. Just here. Let's go. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, let the people know where they can find you. But no music. At but no music. And I am at I am Hollywood everywhere. I, I am Hollywood and while on Snapchat. Follow at Hampton Blue. That's Hampton and B-L-U on Snapchat and all that. On Facebook.com slash Hollywood and Friends. What you going to say? Oh, and I just wanted to make one statement. We just, we have spirited discussions, Benora and I, <laughs> sometimes. Uh-huh. But there's all love. <laughs> oh, no, definitely. Oh, no. Yo, I nah, sure you know, people, people, people need to see, people need to see the conversations we have off, uh, off the uh, mic, off the show. Maybe <laughs> throwing oh, them in. No, I'm just playing. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, you know, it's, but that, that's, just, that's great, though. That's what we all need. You know, people yeah. need to have good discussions. So. When you have but two it's strong not, personalities, it's not, um, you know, it's going to be a yeah. conversation. Yeah. But, you know, I just appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got like 60 seconds left. Um, Hollywood and Friends Radio at gmail.com. Um, send us some music and stuff. Shout out to everybody who listened. In, um, the dude who called in, thank you. And download us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all that. 
We here, we back here next week, same time. Good night. Let's get out of here. Good day. Deuce. Hallelujah.